The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. As we head into the weekend, maybe you're hoping to catch up on some sleep. Because if you're exhausted as I am, you need to, and you're not alone. Most of us are not getting enough sleep. Um, and then when we do, we're not happy with the quality of our sleep. And many of us are ha- having problems getting to bed as well. A uh, recent report says 43% of men, 55% of women between the ages of 18 and 64 saying they're having troubles getting uh, to sleep, staying asleep, sometimes, most, or all of the time. So why is that and what can you do about it? We've dialed up Alana McGinn, the owner of Goodnight Sleep Site, for some answers. Hi, Alana. Hi there. Are you tired or are you a good sleeper? I, you know what? I am a good sleeper. We do pray. I mean, listen, I'm human. I have my nights. I'm also, you know, in my 40s and a woman. And sometimes you just don't sleep as well, right? Um, but no, I mean, we, we, we prioritize our sleep in our house for sure. Uh, first off, as I mentioned, you're with a good night sleep site. Can you tell us what that is? So we are a family sleep consulting practice. So we help babies to adults sleep better. Um, We put sleep plans together and then support families throughout that process through sleep coaching and sleep education um, and, and and teaching proper sleep hygiene. What is sleep education? Well, just really going over the basics, really, of sleep hygiene. So making sure that we're following things like consistent sleep patterns and really focusing on consistent bedtime routines. And, I mean, it ranges if we're putting together a plan for a baby as, you know, or an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really just teaching the healthy steps of, or steps of healthy sleep. So, Alana, um, were you surprised when you, when you saw the results of this latest study? I'm guessing you weren't. I'm not. I mean, you know, in, in my opinion, I do feel like sleep deprivation is an epidemic. Um, you know, it's been on the rise for a while. Um, I think that within the past couple of years, it's definitely starting to become a health focus to a lot of people, which I think is amazing. Um, but often the problem is that we don't really prioritize our healthy sleep. We don't look at it as the same as bettering our nutrition, uh, incorporating a workout plan. Um, we don't really value it in the same way, and we really should be. Why do you think that is? I think it's because we we all sleep, right? So when you're not eating well, you know that you're not eating well. You mm-hmm. can you know what you're putting in your mouth. Or when you're not working out, you know you're not working out. But we all do sleep, um, and so we just we might not know our our own sleep needs. We might not understand that perhaps we are sleeping but not getting the best quality of sleep. Um, so we don't feel like we need to work on it. Chedville, how much sleep are you getting right now? Let me know at six thirty six thirty because um, you know I've been trying to get more sleep recently um, and it's you know some days I have good days other days I have bad days Uh, Alana what happens when you don't get a a good night's sleep that the health impacts because it's not just about being you know drowsy the next day and having you know maybe you know bloodshot eyes there's some serious impacts of uh, not enough sleep there is. I mean, when we look at some of the long-term risks of chronic sleep loss and chronic sleep deprivation, you could be looking at things like increased risk of heart disease, uh, heart disease, stroke, obesity, diabetes, um, just general day-to-day, how you're feeling day-to-day. Um, whenever I do talk about this, though, and I know you said, like, long-term, I always like people to understand it's, you know, we all get bad, you know, rough nights of sleep every now and then, but it's, it's individuals that are suffering from things like chronic insomnia or chronic sleep loss. Mm-hmm. Um, it can really 
cause long-term term health risks down the road for sure. Yeah, and I think you know, I think I was reading as well that it, you know increase you know increase in blood pressures, all mm-hmm. of that sort of thing. Uh, and you know, I, I know there's commercials even airing on this radio station recently about you know driving when you're really sleepy and the dangers of that, and how they're saying that you know that's just as much being impaired driving as you know drinking or, or you know smoking and then getting uh, smoking pot and then getting behind the wheel. It is really scary, and that's actually something that we bring up a lot with our teenagers or with our parents, talking about the importance of, uh, or the dangers, I should say, of drowsy driving, and even our new moms. You know, we, we work a lot with parents and, and young kids, um, and we're seeing a lot of new parents who obviously aren't getting sleep, yeah. as is the norm, um, but getting behind the wheel. And in my opinion, when you're you're that sleep-deprived, there's no difference between drinking and driving and, yeah. and drowsy driving, so it's, it's definitely a concern. I want to talk to you about the parents and kids bit in just a second, but uh, I, I, I'm curious to know, how, how long have you been doing this for, Alana? So I've been helping families sleep better for over 11 years. Okay. Um, started with my own daughter. <laughs> uh, you know, same thing was that sleep-deprived parent who didn't know any better. And um, Goodnight Sleep Site has now been uh, running for over uh, six years, and we have consultants throughout Canada and the U.S. Over okay. 20 consultants. So 11 years you've been, you know, playing, paying close attention to this. What has the impact of technology been on, on our sleep? Um, you know, cell phones, televisions, uh, especially cell phones, um, you know, uh, pa- iPads, that sort of stuff. Um, what have you seen been the impact? I mean, in my opinion, it's probably the biggest sleep buster that yeah. there is. Um, you know, more and more technology is finding its way into the bedroom. Um, and for a few reasons. One, obviously, being in front of those bright screens, those uh, what we call blue lights. Um, it's, it's like your, your brain has a sleep switch. And being in front of those bright screens uh, turn the, turns the sleep switch off in our brain, which is what we don't want to do when we're going to bed. Um, so even though you might be falling asleep, because a lot of people say, well, I fall asleep really easily to the TV. And this mm-hmm. is where we have to look at the quality of sleep you're getting. So, yes, you're falling asleep, but you're not able to get into that deep REM, that deep sleep that you need to get for that quality of sleep. What? It, oh, go, sorry, go no, ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it also impacts our bedtime, you know. I mean, a lot of us are struggling with worries and stress and anxieties, and when you're reading the news nowadays especially and, um, you know, you're suffering from FOMO and you're getting down that Instagram hole, I mean, it's really just adding to um, all of that stress and anxiety that we're already feeling. Alana, um, you know, I've had this debate with uh, numerous people over the years saying that they love having the TV in the bedroom. I am adamant and I've always been adamant about having uh, a television in the bedroom. I don't like it um, and I know some people do I don't even like having my TV exposed at the house I'd rather it be in a in a cupboard where I can right. close it up your thoughts on just like a big TV screen in there you know let's you know put your iPhones aside what about televisions well and we do the same at our house so that's one rule that I have my husband would I think would like a TV in the bedroom <laughs> but I've always said no to a TV in the bedroom um, here's the thing if you have a TV in the bedroom or you know if you're if you can't get rid of the tech at least give yourself that tech curfew so at least 60 minutes before you go to bed I mean 90 minutes if you can do it, mm. but at least 60 minutes before you go to bed, turn tech off. Um, and I think it's important to also be the role model for, for our kids. It's, it always blows my mind the more and more TVs that I'm seeing in kids' bedrooms and, and yep. uh, video games and things like that. And, you know, obviously with our te- teens, their social life is their world, right? So 
um, it's important to keep tech out of their rooms as well. Alana McGinn, the owner of A Good Night Sleep Site, joining me uh, this afternoon as we talk about um, sleep and a new study that's pretty much saying we're not getting enough sleep or good sleep, and then we have trouble getting to sleep. So you talked about sleep hygiene earlier, and I kind of chuckled because I'm like, oh, okay, so should we shower and, you know, brush your teeth? But that's not what you're talking about. Um, some of those things include, you know, making sure, um, you know, 60, 90, 90 minutes of that tech curfew. But um, there's lots of other things that um, come along with that. And uh, you've made recommendations. Let's start with some of them. Um, you know, what we sleep in and on can play a big role um, in how well you sleep. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, we often overlook the importance of a good mattress. And it's really the most important piece of furniture that we own in our house. I mean, we spend one third of our lives sleeping. So, you know, we spend the most time on our mattress than we do any other piece of furniture in our home. Yet we put so much focus on, you know, a new couch and a new table. Um, but, you know, when I talk to more and more people, I say, when's the last time you've bought a mattress? And they just kind of get this <laughs> look because it's been years. And you really should be evaluating your mattress every five to seven years and thinking about getting a new one. So, um, yeah, what you okay. sleep on is, is very important. Okay, what do you... What about pajamas or going naked? Okay, so, um, yeah, especially in the season that we're going into. So many would, people would think if you sleep hot and you're a hot sleeper, it's best just to sleep naked. But the thing is, is that if you're a sweater, especially if you're a hot sleeper, then you're just kind of laying in a pool of sweat, yeah. <laughs> really is what happens, right? So you really want to focus on natural fibers, so things like um, bamboo and natural, uh, natural linens. Um, and there's also great wicking fabrics that you can get, especially for women who are going through menopause. Um, that will help whisk away some of that perspiration. More and more pajamas are actually being made out of performance fabric. So the same kind of fabric that you would um, work out in, because um, again, it helps kind of regulate the body heat and senses when the body heats up, heats up and then it's able to kind of wick away some of that perspiration. Okay, so uh, yeah, you, you said the menopause word on the air and it's funny because my text line, my guys, the, the guys listening are going, I always wanted to ask about that because my wife is dealing with yeah. this. But you know, but it, it is tough. I mean, if anyone that's going through it and you know, this sheets on, sheets off business. Yeah. It is really, 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 really frustrating. But again, a good point there that there is some um, nightgowns or some sleepwear, if that's your thing, that, that will help with that. Um, ideal lighting. Um, again, it's uh, it's uh, every night my husband's got his darn uh, bedside clock on and it it's bright. And I'm like, yeah. you need to cover that up. He's like, close your eyes. And I said, it doesn't matter if I close my eyes. It's like, I still know it's there. You, you, it's, we always hear about dark and cool. Right. Is yeah. You want to keep, think, think of your room, think like cave-like setting. So that darkness is what cues our melatonin. This is our natural sleep hormones. This is what prepares our body to sleep. So making things nice and dark. Remember I was talking about that sleep switch that turns the sleep switch on in our brain. So some are more sensitive to light than others. So you sound on the more sensitive side and I'm the same way so even a bright light from say an alarm clock mm -hmm. or a power button or anything in your room that in, in itself can kind of um, turn that sleep switch off right so um, things like covering it up or I always say you know what if you have an alarm clock which I love because so many people tell me well my phone is my alarm clock but stores still sell alarm clocks so buy one from there turn it around because you don't have to you don't have to what happens is we we end up clock watching so if you wake up at three o'clock in the morning you stare at the clock you can't fall back asleep, and then the hours start ticking by in your head, right? If I go to sleep now, I'll get three more hours. If I go to sleep now, I'll get two more hours. And that kind of adds to the stress. So set your alarm, turn it around so you're not getting the bright light in your face. You know your alarm set. You know it will go off. But you don't really need to know what time it is. 
Alana, you talk about uh, having a clean bedroom, and I, I'll tell you, there is something about walking into the room when it's nice and clean, the clothes mm-hmm. are all put away. It's maybe clean sheet day. Yes, you know, it's the just best. the best. Um, what is it about a, a, a messy room that um, kind of can mess up some sleep? Well, it's really about the association with your room. So it's really important, especially if you're an individual that's struggling with sleep, it's really important to really make sure that you're strengthening that association between your bed and sleep. You're really, your room should be for sleep and sex only. But what ends up happening is we start making our room into, it becomes our home office, it becomes mm-hmm. our gym, it becomes our entertainment center. <laughs> so we're not making that positive association between sleep and, and, and your bed. So once we kind of remove the clutter and really kind of create that sleep sanctuary through smells, through sounds, um, through light and things like that, um, it's just going to help kind of relax, quiet your mind and help you fall asleep a lot easier. Alana McGinn, the owner of Goodnight Sleep Site, joining me this afternoon. Can you, would you mind uh, holding on for a couple of minutes? I have some commercials to play, but I've got some more questions, great questions coming in uh, from my listeners. Can, can you hold on and we can get Absolutely. to those? Absolutely. All right, Alana, hold on. We'll be back with more questions about uh, and answers about sleep after this. Alana McGinn, the owner of Goodnight Sleep Site, joining me today. We're talking about sleep. There's a new study out saying that most of us pretty much aren't sleeping well. Uh, and, and when we do get to sleep, sometimes we're waking up. Alana, sometimes I think that that waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, whatever, that's just a part of getting older, isn't it? It definitely, yeah, it can be for sure. And uh, we see it more and more. Um, and sometimes it can be hard to fall back asleep when we're, we're waking up at that time because that's kind of when our, our brains start um, telling us everything that we need to do that following day or everything we did five years ago. <laughs> so it can be hard. Um, someone is asking, um, how would you go about addressing better sleep patterns for um, 12-hour rotating shift workers? So shift work is a, is a big uh, is a big issue. It's definitely a growing uh, concern within the community. Um, it's something that I actually speak to a lot of companies about. Um, you know, here's the thing. It, your hours are your hours. There's not much that you can do about it. So what's important is to create a great sleep environment. And in terms of really create a great sleep environment in your own house um, when you are a shift worker. So when you're, you know, having to sleep during the day, when the rest of the world is awake, making sure that, A, you're really communicating to your family to those around you, the importance of that healthy sleep um, so that everyone can kind of respect your hours that you need to be sleeping, really making sure that you're darkening up the room as best you can, even so much as wearing, sometimes I have some of my clients wear blackout um, glasses, sunglasses on Mm -hmm. the way to home so that you're not kind of waking up more while you're driving home. So it's really just creating that Creating that sleep hygiene, even when you're on the off hours, it can be done. Um, it's harder, but, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's the hours that you work. There's not much that we can change about that. What if you have a child that's ha- having trouble sleeping? I mean, you know, obviously babies, they only sleep, you know, so much uh, at a time. But if you're having a, a youngster uh, with some issues, is, are there some tips there as well? Or are they the same thing? Well, we're actually implementing a new program uh, c- coming back to school for the age group of 8 to teens. Because we're seeing more and more sleep issues with this age. I mean, obviously, we work a lot with babies and toddlers, um, but we're seeing more and more sleep issues with elementary school and, and high school students struggling with sleep. And, I mean, one of the reasons is biology, uh, biologically. You know, when they start going through puberty, mm-hmm. their, their natural sleep rhythms shift a bit later at night, so they're falling asleep later, and then, but then also having to wake up even earlier because high school tends to start earlier. 
Um, with our younger kids, you know, a lot of their um, anxieties and fears become more realistic. You know, there's an increase in schoolwork. There's an increase in social environment that can be providing some, some, some stresses and anxiety. So it's just how to combat creating that nice, calming bedtime, making sure we're keep, keeping communication open with mom and dad, um, and, and still focusing on that sleep hygiene with this age group, too. Um, what about um, medicine? Well, you know, I'm sure you get asked about that as a lot. I'm having people text in about Ativan, about melatonin, about, mm-hmm. you know, chamomile tea, whatever it is. Your thoughts on that front? I do believe that there are some supplements that can help you work. Like there are some, you know, some great herbal teas and things like that that can save you. Um, I, I'm not big on the prescription drugs. Uh, yeah. I know um, many people are on them. Yep. Um, I like to kind of take a different route before you take that route. Um, in terms of melatonin, I, I personally believe um, it's not, it's taken too too easily now because it is over the counter. And I think a lot of people kind of equate it to a sleep, uh, like a sleep aid, like a, a sleeping pill. When it's not that, it's we, we all have the hormone melatonin. It's, it's, a, um, it's a natural hormone that we all have. So trigger it through environmental factors like darkening up the room, following consistent sleep patterns. Um, you know, the supplement hormone that you're taking of, of melatonin isn't released in the body the, 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 the same way that it is a, a natural hormone. So magnesium is a great supplement to take um, for, for sleep. I would prefer magnesium over melatonin. What about sexy time? <laughs> sexy time can help. Absolutely. Um, for sure. I mean, it, it really depends what you prefer, morning or night. Yeah. <laughs> um, but absolutely. I mean, you know, exercise is a great way um, to build that drive for sleep for sure. All right, Alana McGinn, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. You can check out her website. It's goodnightsleepsite.com. Right. Thanks good, so much for having me. Uh, goodnightsleepsite.com. Great talking to you, Alana. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care. So some of your texts coming in this afternoon. I have about 30 seconds. Uh, no electronics before bed has done wonders for me as well. I love my bedside sound machine. Eight hours beside a brook every night. Can't listen. <laughs> the river running. Just that keeps me awake or, or frogs making their noises. Uh, and this one. Yes, I sleep so much better ever since I got a sleep coach. And they recommended organic bedding from an Edmonton-based business. Um, they figured out their sheets and a thread count to a science to regulate with your body temperature. It's so amazing. And then someone says no to the tea. I would just need to get up again. And that's part of the problem with the tea part, right? Um... Someone says, well, we just get sillier and sillier and more and more wasted money on nonsense. When we were kids, we didn't have any of this stuff. And we all managed to make it and we're a lot tougher and we're a lot tougher in this new generation. Yeah, but because of the tech stuff, the te- you didn't have that stuff keeping you up at night. And that's part of the huge problem, Texter. Um, and yeah, and about sleeping naked. Oh, you guys in your text this afternoon. Thank you.